Welcome to Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam, a podcast about navigating adolescence without losing our minds. Each week, I guide you around the teenage landmines with practical tips, simple solutions, and words of encouragement. I'm your host, Dr. Cam. Let's get on with the show. Hello, Calm Parents. Welcome back to another episode of Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. I'm your host, Dr. Cam, and today I'm talking with Raquel Boris, founder of Rock Vision, creator of Rock the Boat Show, personal brand strategist, mental health advocate, and youth advocate. If you're struggling to connect with your teen, you'll want to listen to this episode. Today, Raquel and I are talking about the three keys to connecting with your teen, communication, compassion, and listening. Welcome, Raquel. I'm so glad that you could join us today. Thank you. And I feel like we can add another C to casual. (laughs) I know. (laughs) It's all about chatting and talking and sharing and helping moms who probably don't have time to get all dolled up either. So we're good. (laughs) So Raquel, start by just telling us a little bit about why you're so passionate about advocating for teens. Well, I, I knew as a child that I loved kids, even as a kid, I wanted to be a teacher and I knew I wanted to be a young mom. And, um, you know, also I myself had struggled with, uh, clinical depression as a teen. So when I had kids at a young age and then they were in their teenage years and with social media and everything going on and just seeing that it was really affecting a lot of our kids, I came out to my kids about the fact that I had struggled with clinical depression and had attempted suicide actually while I was in college. And I felt it was really important to share the story with them so they could see someone that had struggled, but now is in a good place. And just now that I have a platform and I have a voice and being that my kids are now 20 and 17, and I still feel like a kid myself, I'm 46, but I still have that inner child. So for whatever reason, it just kind of naturally evolved into this like teen empowerment, youth empowerment. And I find that I absolutely love it. Like I found my purpose (laughs) and that's what's so cool about it. Yeah. And I I love the shows that you did and just to let people know my daughter was just on your show. Rock the Boat. So you talk with teenagers and really get their perspective, which I love. What have you really learned from that experience? Gosh, I've learned so much, but I think one of the biggest eye openers is that our youth really, they are not lazy or entitled or don't want to give back. I think that we have this narrative around our our kids that we just assume because as parents, we kind of see our kids in a certain way. Mm -hmm. I feel that you know, there, it is a little different. Let's be real. <laughs> what, yeah. And so what's happening is I'm, you know, basically a stranger talking to these kids and I'm seeing them in a completely different light sometimes. And what's really cool about it too, is that since it's being recorded and, you know, I send the video to the parents after a lot of the parents are also kind of surprised at, at their kids sometimes, because you know, they get, might get a little frustrated and patient you know, it's the everyday kind of, you know, thing with their kids. So there's sometimes there's a little struggle there. And then when they see their child talk to an adult and someone that they really don't know, but are so respectful, engaging, smart, insightful, 
they're kind of like, oh, geez, okay, maybe I'm doing a good job. (laughs) You know, a lot of times parents, we doubt ourselves a lot of times. And then I feel like I'm giving them a little bit of boost of confidence because every single kid that I've had on the show has been wonderful. So I know every single parent has looked at their kid and said, oh my gosh, okay, you know what? My kid's pretty badass. (laughs) I love that. It's like giving a gift to them. (laughs) It is. Now I already knew that about my my daughter, but that's right. So I'm curious though, because I think a lot of parents are see that and they're like, yeah. well, damn, why can't they be that way at home? Yeah. So there is a big disconnect a lot of times between how kids are and how teens are outside the home, which is comforting, yeah. but inside the home, a lot of times they break down. Yeah. So I talk to a lot of parents that are really struggling to have that connection with their kids. They're like, okay, my teen actually is kind of cool over there. Yeah. Why can't I have that relationship and connection with them? So what are some things parents can do to really connect with their team? Um, Well, you know, communication obviously is key where you want to have an open line of communication, but it uh, isn't always easy. No. But what I find that the less I ask, the better in the sense that like, I don't ask much from them because, you know, it's the typical, like, how was your day? What are you doing? You know, and then they get super annoyed. So I I let them know that, yeah, the communication is open by me being there when they do reach out to me. I think that's key too, because what happens is, is a lot of times when they're ready for whatever reason, we're too busy or we're just not ready in that moment. And I'm one of those people that if my kid's wanting to talk, I will drop everything. Mm-hmm. You have to, because yeah. that's, then they're like ready to, and then you just listen. Cause that's another thing too, is um, my kids, you know, there was a point in time where I would want to judge or, you know, give my advice or criticize or, you know, just typical. And now I just, I just listen. And unless they ask for my advice or they ask a specific question, I'm just all ears and let them kind of just open up. And you'd be surprised in that when that happens, how much they'll tell you and how much they'll open up. So so for me, that's been something that I've really learned over time. Like definitely it was like trial and error. And now we're in a great place where I just, I kind of let them make their decisions or choices. And you'd be surprised that they'll make pretty good decisions and pretty good choices. I think it's just, as parents, we assume that we have to be constantly parenting them, but there comes a point in time where you just kind of have to let go. Yeah. And once I let go, I realize that like, we're okay. And it doesn't mean I don't love them, <laughs> you know, cause I think as like parents, we have that guilt too, right? If we're not like overly affectionate, overly like on top of them, then they are going to think that we don't care. Or we don't love them. I don't know. Maybe that's my own insecurity, but like, I think that's how I am sometimes. And so I kind of overdo it. <laughs> and then I realize though, it's my insecurity too. Like that's yeah. the thing too, is that I might, a lot of my, a lot of times what I'm insecure about, I put on them and that's not fair. I, I think a lot of parents do that. We have a need and an expectation from our kids to respond in a certain way yeah. to affirm that we're doing a good job. Exactly. Right. And so when they don't give that to us, we start doubting ourselves and then we start getting like, oh my God, and frantic. And I think you're right. A lot of parents, I mean, when they're younger, it makes sense. We want to manage them, right? We need to parent, as you say, um, and kind of lead them. We need to change that dynamic when they become teenagers, though. They don't want to be micromanaged anymore. And it's not good for them to be micromanaged. And so they rebel and they push back. But when you give them space and trust, 
it's amazing how much they like rise to the occasion when they know that they can. And I think a lot of teams don't believe they can because we jump in and we fix it and we save it and they just give their hands up and say, whatever, then you just do it. I'm not even going to try. And I see that a lot. So changing our dynamic and communicating with them. So tell us again a little bit. Communication changes. It becomes less about us communicating to them and more what? And them communicating with us. I mean, really, I mean, that's what I've learned a lot from, especially my 17-year-old, because, you know, she she's, she's a really cool team. Just like you said, like, you know, that Lexi's a badass. Like I, my daughter's a badass. Like I love her. Like she's no drama, none of that. Like she really is much, she's very level-headed. So then when I try to like get things out of her, she's like, mom, like settle down. (laughs) So then I just don't say anything. But what I do is like, if we're having dinner and, you know, I'll just let her know that I'm like there and that I'm waiting to listen. And so then it's amazing how she just starts slowly like just talking. Right. And then I found too, that instead of if she talks about like her friends, if there's a situation going on with her friends or with boys or any of that, once again, I don't try to be that person that's like, Oh, you should do this. You should do that. I turn around and I start talking about my experiences kind of like, well, this is how I dealt with it. Or this is what was going on when I went through that experience. And so then I just share that with her. And and that seems to kind of help as well. I find Mm -hmm. that um, yeah, she just, when I can have an actual example of something, it's different, right? As yeah. opposed to not explaining why I'm telling her to do something a certain way. When I talk to her, it's like, Hey, this, I went through that as well. And this is how I dealt with it. And this was the outcome, or this is how I wish I had dealt with it. And I just kind of, um, you just share my stories. And then there's that compassion there on both ends, right? Cause then she has the compassion for me as opposed like, kind of like, Oh, Wow my mom went through that too. Mm -hmm. So then it it also kind of, it just, it just changes the playing field a little bit as well. Yeah. You know, she, then she gets that. I was a teenager as well. I think our kids remember you were a teenager too, because I think parents forget what it felt like. And so when you go back and tell your stories of when you were her age, I think it helps you tap into your compassion. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, that sucked. (laughs) I don't know anyone that wants to go back there. Like that sucked. Yeah. And then you want to keep it real too. You know, like there was a a situation where she was talking about how boys, she's like, mom, boys are just so stupid. They just don't communicate. They're not honest. And I said, you know what, sweetie? I was like, listen, I'm 46 and it doesn't get any easier. (laughs) So I'm just going to tell you that. A lot of times that's just what happens or with drama with girls. I said, that doesn't go away either. There's still drama with women at my age. So it's one of those things of like having to navigate that throughout your, you know, as you grow up, I said, cause that's never going to go away. So it's, right. it's also letting her know that sometimes things that she thinks are just the, you know, teenage, uh, teenage thing. I'm like, no, that's pretty much. <laughs> oh, I hear stories about like, homes with like older people in it, you know, like senior homes with the drama and the, the exactly. and I'm like, oh yeah, so I don't want to, I don't want to like lie to her and be like, oh, it's just a phase. I'm like, this isn't a phase. <laughs> it goes on and on. on high on. school changes to the office. The office exactly. right? Yeah. So yeah, I, I try to be really honest with her too, <laughs> in that respect. Well, I think it's important too, because then you have those conversations and you can provide them the tools. 
and yeah. teach them how to maneuver it rather than trying to fix it in the situation. You're giving her the ability to problem solve and find the tools. So down the road, when she's in the office or in the yeah. senior home, she knows how to navigate it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's so important. So we've got, we've got, you know, the communication yeah. and we've got the compassion listening. Yeah. Tell yeah. us about listening. Yeah, that's really key because I'm the type of person where I'm a talker. And so when my kids start talking, I automatically want to interject. I really do. And I have to just hold back and listen. Um, And that's probably one of the hardest parts for me. (laughs) Ditto. Yeah. So even, um, you know, because my son, like my 20 year old, he's another one where he pretty much keeps to himself and doesn't really open up. But when he does... I have to listen. I really do. And when I say listen, like really pay attention because I get so excited that he's talking to me that I want to like have a conversation. <laughs> right. And then you just keep yeah. going and going. They're like, okay, enough. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's, that's the hard part is, is the listening for sure. Yeah. I actually have the opposite where my daughter loves to talk. So I basically, you know, my mom basically blessed me with a daughter, wanted a daughter that talked nonstop because that's what I was when I was a kid. So she loves, she loves that, but it's almost the opposite where when they're talking so much, you start tuning them out. Mm. And so it's staying present, but also setting those boundaries saying, I want to listen to you right now. I need to focus on this. Right. As soon as I'm done, I'm all yours. So yeah. I think that's the other thing is if they're always talking, um, being able to be more intentional about listening can also be difficult. Yeah. See, I don't have that problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, kids, talk to me, please. <laughs> Something, anything. Well, this is why I talk to other people's kids. <laughs> so I think that's so true, though. So how do parents open, get their, you know, encourage their kids to open up to them? I think sometimes it's just asking questions where once again, like you don't want to be that person that's overly asking questions, but sometimes it's okay just to ask a question and just like, let it hang. If that makes sense. Cause I'll do that. Like there was a time where my daughter came over and my ex-husband and he and I have a great relationship. So we co-parent and it's great. And he called me. He's like, Hey, something's going on, you know, with her daughter. Like she doesn't seem like she's in a great mood. Can you talk to her? And I know my daughter too, where she's not going to want me to get in her business. But what happened was she came over and she, you know, she definitely looked upset. And um, so I said, listen, sweetie, I know something's going on, but just go to your room. Don't we never can just know that I'm here. Like mm-hmm. if you need to talk. So I was making her dinner. She came down. And then she naturally kind of, you know, started opening up. Um, But even when she was opening up, she wanted to pull back. And then that's when I had to kind of bring in an example as well. Because I told her, I said, you know what, sweetie? I'm just like you because she's just like me. And I said, I'm just same way where you want to just like shut it out. Like you don't want to show emotions. I said, but I will tell you, it's going to be a detriment to you later in life if you hold it all in. I said, you're going to feel so much better if you just let it out, just let it out. Like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm here. And I gave her that space and permission. And she just like opened up and she started crying and she just like all this stuff came out. And, um, but I realized in that moment, like I had to give her the, you know, like it had to be in her time. 
Yeah. Right. So the, the other big thing I wanted to point out too, which you did so well there is you gave her permission yeah. to show her emotions. And I talk to a lot of teenagers who don't share what they're going through with their parents and their parents think it's because they don't like them. They don't want anything to do with yeah. them, whatever. It's almost always because they don't want to burden their parents. They don't want to add more stress to their parents and they're worried. So when you, so they're holding back, they want to tell you, they just don't feel like they have permission to tell you. And so what you did by even sharing your story is you gave your daughter permission to not be okay. And when that's the thing is my experience is I couldn't really open up to my parents and my mom was really bad at listening. She still is like we have like my brother and sister have trauma from our mom just not listening. Like it literally we would like mom, like I have nightmares still as a 46 year old woman where I'm like, mom, you're not listening to me. Mm-hmm. So knowing that and still having that kind of trauma, I, that's the last thing I want for my child. I would never want my child to feel that way about me. So that's why for me, it's so important to be like, honey, <laughs> I'm still struggling with that because because I didn't have that for my parents. So I try to explain to her like, Hey, I'm here for you. Like, yeah. cause I know what it's like not having someone there for you. And, um, and that once again, it's the Nate have compassion for you and, and, and then can understand. Cause that was another thing too, where my, my kids see my dynamic with my mom. And there was one time she was visiting and they could sense that I was like having anxiety mm. and my brother and my brother, my son at the time, that was like maybe four years ago. So he's 20 now. So he's probably like 16. And he was so sweet because he's like, Hey mom, come into the room and, and watch me play Xbox or hang out with me. Cause he could sense that like my mom was just like triggering all this stuff. Mm. And it was just, it, and he just was kind of like, Holy crap. Like I, I actually see it. I'm seeing this play out. Right. Yeah. So then I sat in the room with him and he was being very sweet. He's like, Hey, so how are you mom? And like, Oh, like, are you okay? Like, I see you're kind of upset. And then that caused me to open up a little bit to him and explain to him why my mom and I have that dynamic. And then from there, I said, this is why I am the way I am with you sometimes, because it's my experience. It's my insecurities. It's things that I'm still dealing with. And so in turn, I kind of put that on you kids. I said, so that now you can kind of understand. And he got it. Like in that moment, he was like, all right, my mom's not as annoying as she is. It's because she herself <laughs> is dealing with her, you know, parents. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's important. And that's okay. Like, I think that's another two with thing with parents is like, they don't want to show any kind of weakness or the fact that like, they're struggling because they're the parent, they have to be perfect. I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> no, it's so important to show your vulnerability. They need yeah. to see that because that then opens up the door for them to share their vulnerability, which is all we're asking, but they're not sharing it with us because we don't share ours. Yeah. They don't listen to us because we don't listen to them. And so I hear, you know, parents will come to me all the time. I'll be like, yeah. So a lot of teens don't feel like they're heard. And almost every parent will be like, yeah, my teens told me I don't listen. And my response is, well, then listen. I was like, well, there's your answer. They're literally <laughs> telling you what are you telling you what they need, yeah, what they need. They need to be heard. Yeah. Plain and simple. Um, and yet we, we don't hear that because we're not listening. I know. Um, <laughs> it, 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 and that's the thing is it like, it literally breaks my heart. There was, I was, there was a situation that happened last year and I, I almost like, 
I didn't want to step in, but I just, it, it broke my heart. So I was at a local restaurant and I was in line and I look over and I see um, a mom with her, with her two kids. And the boy maybe looked like maybe he was like nine or 10 years old. And she's on her phone. She's like on her phone. And he starts telling the mom about how basically he's being made fun of at lunch. He's like, mom, they call me Shrek, all this stuff, like talking about a bullying situation at school. And she just was, she would not look up from her phone. And she was talking, she's like, what are you talking about? It's like, she didn't want to believe that her son was being made fun of and being bullied. And so she's just kind of like ignoring him. And he's like, mom, and he just, she wasn't paying attention. And in that, I almost literally jumped over from the line and was like, and I wanted to grab her and be like, stop, put your phone attention. away. Your son is literally telling you that he's being bullied at school and so then I walked around and I walked past and she's still scrolling she was scrolling on Facebook or Instagram mm. and I just realized like this is a kid that has in this moment was trying to tell his mother something and she ignored him so what happens when something bigger you know happens? and then she's mm. just like well you didn't say anything or what are you talking about it's like no he actually was trying to open up to That's, you yeah. and I just I couldn't help but think how he felt in that moment that his mom wasn't listening. Right. And yeah. I walked away and, and I almost was kind of like, gosh, I should have said something. But then I was like, what? I don't want to be that parent either. Right. But like, yeah, it's so it's hard like, in those. And no, it's that struggle of, yeah. um, but yeah, that was, um, that was a tough one for me. Yeah, I bet. Cause you're yeah. like this, this could be resolved. This could Exactly. Be yeah. And I mean, you don't know the background story. You don't know what's been going on, but in that moment, um, you do, you see that and you're like, there's such a, the teen, the child's trying to reach out to the parent and yeah. not getting anything. And they're just like grasping at nothing. And then they shut down and that's yeah. when they stop well, even happens. trying they down. They're like, well, I'm not going to try to say anything because clearly yeah. you know, my parent isn't listening. And that's, yeah. and that's the tough part too. So yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that, um, we just don't see sometimes yeah. when we're in it like you say you don't know what the situation is she might have had a really shitty day and if she wanted she needed to like zone out or whatever but yeah it's 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 there's it's nothing's easy <laughs> it's no never solution none of it like it's all trial and error parenting is tough <laughs> it is tough it is tough the, the good news is though there's things that we can do that you and I try to go out there and say hey there's things that can actually make it easier yeah. than we're making. I think a lot of times we make it a lot tougher than it needs to be. Yeah. Um, and yeah. we kind of expect it to be tough and we go into that and it's like, there's a lot of things that can be quite joyful about it that yeah. I think we miss because we're so focused on what's not working. We miss what's working. Yeah. And that's the thing too, is I think just in general, like just as humans, right? Like when things are going really well, we're automatically like, oh no, the sh other shoe's going to drop. Like we're waiting for that. And I feel like that's the same way with our kids sometimes where it's like, it's too good to be true. And then something, they do something, you know, they misbehave and it's like, see, I knew it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I was waiting like, for it. Yeah. yeah Cause it's, isn't it funny how many times, and I've been guilty of this where I say with my kids, like, okay, you're acting, you're behaving way too well. Like what's going on here? Instead of just like taking it for what it's worth and, and, and enjoying it and, and appreciating enjoying it. it. It's like, we have to call it out. And, you know, even with my, with both my kids, it's always, I would always laugh. I'm like, okay, when one's misbehaving, the other one's great. When the other one's great, they're like, why can't you guys both be great at the same time? <laughs> but yeah, I think we have to stop doing that too.
Yeah. We're constantly having to like label the, what's going on in the situation where just simplify it. Like yeah. you're having a great time with your kid, period. Like enjoy it. And I think also realizing that it's not always about you kids. It's really <laughs> difficult being a teen. And so they come home and they're exhausted and we mm-hmm. ask them to do the, something and they snap and we're like, I don't like that attitude. And it's like, they're exhausted. They don't have any more filters. They, they yeah. are burnt. They're fried. We get snippy and nasty when we're tired and upset. Yeah. So do they like exactly. we need to give them some space to be able to communicate even difficult emotions. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, that's the other thing too, is that we get a little bit self-absorbed. We're like, how could they talk to me that way? Don't, I'm their mother. And it's like, they don't care in that moment. <laughs> like they're well, just, yeah, you're safe. Actually, you're the first person they could bring. Yeah, so yeah, they know that if they are a little bit obnoxious, like you're the parent. So it's like, they can get away with it. Yeah. A little bit more than if they did that with a teacher or, you know, an adult, but yeah, I think the compassion part is really important. I think we just, we, as adults, we forget sometimes that we were in that place. Like some, some of the parents, you know, you'll talk to them and they're like, oh my gosh, I was so worse. I was worse than my child. And the way I would do this, it's like, okay, well, if you were that bad, then like, maybe you should like kind of ease off a little bit with your a little grace. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I love this. So Raquel, how can people find your show? So rock the boat is on YouTube and then I have rock vision, uh, www.rockvision.tv, which is the youth social network where we have all our interactive chat rooms and where we have facilitators come in and talk to the kids, which is, it's proven to be a little bit more like preteen teenager. I mean, it's 17 and under, but I find that it's that preteen, those formative years are the ones that are on the platform, which is great because we have some great people that come in and, and talk about confidence, adversity and mindset and, and everything with, with, with our teens. So that's essentially where you could find those two. And then I'm on Instagram and LinkedIn. Right. So when you're saying rock, it's R-A-Q. R-A-Q. So yeah. I make sure people find it. And they're not looking like R-O-C. It's R-A-Q from Raquel. It's like, so it's a play on my name. So yes. Raquel, get it. <laughs> so any parting words of encouragement for parents of teens? I would say to give yourself grace and to give your child grace. I think that's, yeah, like we put too much pressure. Like it, it's, like we said, it's difficult. It's a process. It can, you know, it's fun. It's all of those emotions, but yeah, we have to give ourselves grace. We're we're not going to be perfect and they're not going to be perfect either. That's wonderful. Thank you, Raquel. I'm so grateful you could join us today. And thank you parents for taking time out of your busy day to spend with us. If you want to learn more about how to help your teens thrive, you can grab my top 10 parenting tips at askdrcam.com slash parenting tips. Finally, if you enjoyed this episode and the helpful strategies Raquel shared with us, please take a quick moment to rate and review. This helps other parents like you find this show. I encourage you to share it with a friend as well. Until next time, have a peaceful, positive, calm day. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today on Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. Make sure to visit my website, www askdrcam.com where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS so you'll never miss a show again. While you're at it, 
If you found value in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes and hey, why not share it with a friend too? Be sure to tune in to my next episode. And remember, parenting teens may not be easy, but with my help, it can be a whole lot easier than this.